0: Part 2 of Ingersoll on Walt Whitman. From the works of Robert G. Ingersoll. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Ingersoll on Walt Whitman. Part 2. The Religion of the Body. Walt Whitman stood when he published his book, Where All Stand Tonight, on the perpetually moving line where history ends and prophecy begins he was full of life to the very tips of his fingers brave eager candid joyous with health he was acquainted with the past he knew something of song and story of philosophy and art much of the heroic dead of brave suffering of the thoughts of men the habits of the people rich as well as poor familiar with labour a friend of wind and wave touched by love and friendship liking the open road, enjoying the fields and paths, the crags, friend of the forest, feeling that he was free, neither master nor slave, willing that all should know his thoughts, open as the sky, candid as nature, and he gave his thoughts, his dreams, his conclusions, his hopes, and his mental portrait to his fellow men. Walt Whitman announced the gospel of the body. He confronted the people. He denied the depravity of man. He insisted that love is not a crime that men and women should be proudly natural that they need not grovel on the earth and cover their faces for shame he taught the dignity and glory of the father and mother the sacredness of maternity maternity tender and pure as the tear of pity holy as suffering the crown the flower the ecstasy of love people had been taught from bibles and from creeds that maternity was a kind of crime that the woman should be purified by some ceremony and some temple built in honour of some god this barbarism was attacked in leaves of grass the glory of simple life was sung a declaration of independence was made for each and all and yet this appeal to manhood and to womanhood was misunderstood it was denounced simply because it was in harmony with the great trend of nature To me the most obscene word in our language is celibacy it was not the fashion for people to speak or write their thoughts we were flooded with the literature of hypocrisy the writers did not faithfully describe the worlds in which they lived they endeavored to make a fashionable world they pretended that the cottage or the hut in which they dwelt was a palace and they called the little area in which they threw their swaps their domain their realm their empire they were ashamed of the real of what their world actually was they imitated that is to say they told lies and these lies filled the literature of most lands walt whitman defended the sacredness of love the purity of passion the passion that builds every home and fills the world with art and song they cried out he is a defender of passion he is a libertine he lives in the mire he lacks spirituality Whoever differs with a multitude, especially with a lead multitude, that is to say with a multitude of taggers, will find out from their leaders that he has committed an unpardonable sin. It is a crime to travel a road of your own, especially if you put up guideboards for the information of others. Many, many centuries ago, Epicurus, the greatest man of his century, and of many centuries before and after, said, Happiness is the only good, happiness is the supreme end this man was temperate frugal generous noble and yet through all these years he has been denounced by the hypocrites of the world as a mere eater and drinker it was said that whitman had exaggerated the importance of love that he had made too much of this passion let me say that no poet not excepting shakespeare has had imagination enough to exaggerate the importance of human love A passion that contains all heights and all depths, ample as space, with a sky in which glitter all constellations, and that has within it all storms, all lightnings, all wrecks and ruins, all griefs, all sorrows, all shadows, and all the joy and sunshine of which the heart and brain are capable. No writer must be measured by a word or paragraph. He is to be measured by his work, by the tendency, not of one line, but by the tendency of all which way does the great stream tend is it for good or evil are the motives high and noble or low and infamous we cannot measure shakespeare by a few lines neither can we measure the bible by a few chapters nor leaves of grass by a few paragraphs in each there are many things that i neither approve nor believe but in all books you will find a mingling of wisdom and foolishness of prophecies and mistakes in other words among the excellencies there will be defects the mine is not all gold or all silver or all diamonds there are baser metals the trees of the forest are not all of one size on some of the highest there are dead and useless limbs and there may be growing beneath the bushes weeds and now and then a poisonous vine if i were to edit the great books of the world i might leave out some lines and i might leave out the best i've no right to make of my brain a sieve and say that only that which passes through belongs to the rest of the human race i claim the right to choose i give that right to all walt whitman had the courage to express his thought the candour to tell the truth and here let me say it gives me joy a kind of perfect satisfaction to look above the bigoted bats the satisfied owls and wrens and chickadees and see the great eagle poised circling higher and higher unconscious of their existence and it gives me joy a kind of perfect satisfaction to look above the petty passions and jealousies of small and respectable people above the considerations of place and power and reputation and see a brave intrepid man it must be remembered that the american people had separated from the old world that we had declared not only the independence of colonies but the independence of the individual we had done more we had declared that the state could no longer be ruled by the church and that the church could not be ruled by the state and that the individual could not be ruled by the church these declarations were in danger of being forgotten we needed a new voice sonorous loud and clear a new poet for america for the new epoch something to chant the morning song of the new day the great man who gives a true transcript of his mind fascinates and instructs most writers suppress individuality they wish to please the public they flatter the stupid and pander to the prejudice of their readers they write for the market making books as other mechanics make shoes they have no message they bear no torch they are simply the slaves of customers The books they manufacture are handled by the trade. They are regarded as harmless. The pulpit does not object. The young person can read the monotonous pages without a blush or a thought. On the title pages of these books you will find the imprint of the great publishers. On the rest of the pages, nothing. These books might be prescribed for insomnia. End of Part 2 The Religion of the Body